At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin VSIN's Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming to you from South Point Casino. Here in Las Vegas, day two of all, I guess we did something okay. They brought us back. That or they couldn't find anybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's, it just depends. You know, I'm just going to give you the pessimistic spin just because okay. sometimes you have situations where you think the White Sox might actually play a game this year. I didn't have oh, them last man. night. We said actually take a look at the dog. But oh my, my point being is that you never know in betting, and it's kind of the same thing here. They may not be betting on us, but I believe they will. Well, we still have Kelly Bedwin behind the glass, yeah. so I think we're in good hands. I agree there. And uh, we're going to have a great show today. Steve Mackinnon is going to join us, our VEASAN editor, and Adam Burke also. So we'll take some deep dives with those guys here later in the program. Great numbers and great avenues of approach here as we get ready for college and pro football season in earnest with week one. Really beginning tomorrow night with West Virginia and Pittsburgh. We'll get to that in a little bit. But before we dive into the football mall, I do want to get to a couple baseball games that are getting ready to go. I will be honest with you. Even though this is almost a full, complete year for me out here in the desert, the Mm -hmm. time change still gets me. So I'm like, oh, wow, we got baseball getting ready to go here. We have the Strohs and the Rangers deep in the heart, as they say, in Texas, and the Pirates and the Brew Crew in Milwaukee. So let's start off with the Strohs against the Rangers here again. Sometimes it feels like... If you want to play the bigger favorites, right now they're not a huge favorite, just minus $1.33 with a low total here of 7.5. So maybe some correlated plays there. 
How would you uh, approach these games here getting ready to have first pitch in Texas? Yeah, I'm probably not the right guy to ask in this one because I've been biased towards Martin Perez, who's on the bump for the Rangers all year long. Uh, I, I've been on him early. He's had a good year. 10-4 record, but it's not about the record for me. It's about his effectiveness as a pitcher. 2.69 ERA. You look at his last uh, start, six innings, zero earned runs at the Canaveral. Coors Canaveral there does this great job. I would look at the dog here with the Rangers Ooh. in this matchup here, plus 123 on Texas. Remember, the Astros have won the last two games in this series. Rangers trying to bounce back off of a three-game losing streak. Good opportunity here with Perez on the bump. All right, one other game again in Milwaukee. We're going to have Steve Mackinan on later on this hour. That's in his neck of the woods there uh, in Milwaukee with a brew crew taking on the Pirates. So at first blush, you go, oh, my goodness. Do I want to lay 260 today with the brew crew or possibly play the run line here minus a run and a half will cost you a minus a dollar 35 is that the way a better avenue of approach if you're going to take the brewers but dave i have to be honest with you i wouldn't lay 260 with the brewers against a little league team this team can't <laughs> score consistently that's a big issue with them uh, i would stay off of that the one thing with the pirates i have to give them a ton of credit for okay. a team that is 49 and 80 they compete every day that's what you want out of teams and they've gone out and done it in so many different situations they may not have the horses to be able to close but they get out there and they compete uh, and very quickly, before we move on to football here, uh, anything from the United States Open here as we are still in that first week that might have surprised you today? We'll get to some of your plays later on in the program. Well, first of all, I want to take umbrage with something. You Uh-oh. say United States Open. Yes. I know you're an avid golf guy, but I also know you well, know you, tennis. Wait, wait, you could say, say the U.S. We Open. We can't say United States Open? We Technical. can't elongate the country's name? Sorry, Counselor. Technically, you are correct. I will give you that one. Uh, match going between uh, Tommy Paul and Sebastian Corda starting in about 30 minutes. Two Americans should be a tough matchup. Mm. This is one I would potentially look at an in-play, whoever Drops the first set, come back with the other guy. Both these guys very capable of winning a coin toss match. In matches like this, Dave, I like to take a dog because I really think this is a pick em price depending on where you're getting it at. I think uh, right now we're seeing it's a quarter minus one and a quarter, again, depending on where you get the price. Very quickly, uh, it's interesting that you say that. We're going to get to some pro tips, hopefully, that you're going to pick up through the next two hours with not just Amal and I, but also our guests. When you handicap the U.S. Open, yeah. Okay, and you get to the night matches, right? Because yes. like I told you, I've been there a couple times in my history. It's a different feel at night than it is during the day. The, the crowd, the energy of New York City is different. Do you handicap it differently depending on when these people play? I, I do give a slight edge in certain tournaments. In Australia, at the Aussie Open, two Aussies in the, right. in the U.S. when you have an American playing. There, there just has to be a certain number of games that you factor in that the crowd gives you from an energy standpoint. I mean, I, I feel bad for the, some of these players. Like Annette Contevate's a big fan favorite. She's going to play Serena today. Ooh. Annette is not going to have anybody cheering for Zero. her. Zero. Uh, unless you're, you know, an Estonian or somebody that's there pulling for her. But other than that, everybody's going to be cheering for Serena. And, and I have to tell you, I've seen it with Rafa. You see the electricity when he's playing a night match. You want to see one of the great highlights of all time in a night match at the U.S. Open? Go check out Rafa playing Marin Cilic, and he hits a shot from around the side of the net. And who better than the greatest golfer I've seen in my lifetime? Tiger Woods was there. I mean, he's up in his chair giving the, you know, the Tiger pump that he he's does. He's doing t- yeah, as a fan? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's nothing. I've never been to the Open at night. Oh, you got to go. Uh, well, a friend of mine I was just talking about it on Monday. We said, forget going during the day. We got to go to the open at night. It's a different dynamic. It is. It totally yeah. is. Except you can't go next. We, we're doing the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> Naomi Osaka, if you remember a couple years ago, when she played Serena. Yeah. Right? And she 
cried at the end, I believe after winning, because nobody was cheering for her, right? Yeah. So it is a real tangible thing that the players can feel. So we go, sometimes fans and media go, oh, that's not a real thing. No, it's a real thing that the players actually feel the energy and the vibe of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're correct in your point, but I don't appreciate you bringing up a match I lost on yesterday. I don't sit there and reference 87 Syracuse and Indiana, do I? That's such a cheap shot. <laughs> I mean, if we just, if Derek Coleman makes the front end of a one-on-one, Got to give Keith Nationals. Smart a ton of credit. Oh, Good human being, too, Keith Smart. Whatever you say. <laughs> I skipped school the next day, by the way. Uh, let's get to some of the NFL news and notes. We mentioned yesterday, as we came on the air uh, this time yesterday, with the cut-down days. And we said then guys like, say, Alex Leatherwood would find new homes. We didn't know if Ian Book would find a new home right. or Kellen Mond. And those were, were kind of the bigger names that got cut yesterday. This is not going to move numbers by any stretch of the imagination. But the Bears did pick up a couple of those guys. They picked up Alex Leatherwood uh, off waivers from the Raiders. Remember, first-round pick from a year ago. And also, uh, Ian Book uh, goes to the Eagles, which surprised me a little bit in that quarterback room because you feel like, well, they already have Gardner Minshew. Big, big expectations this year for Jalen Hurts. Uh, are, are these guys going to be able to be productive NFL players? And would you have given up, as the Raiders did, on a first-round pick a year ago as they did in the, the, what we thought was going to be a talented lineman out of Alabama? Yeah, let's start with Leatherwood very quickly. First of all, I think this just might not have been the right fish. Josh McDaniels didn't like him. And the one thing you yeah. can point to in the Mike Mayock-John Gruden draft era was oh that there were a lot of reaches. You've seen Trayvon Mullen get traded. You've seen Cleveland Farrell not pan out. Uh, Jonathan Abraham, the safety, has not been extended. Josh Jacobs. By the way, the Jacobs one, I understand they don't want to pay him ton of money, mm -hmm. but I'm a little bit surprised that they're down on him as much as they appear to be. Uh, I think he's a guy that has played more effectively than he may have gotten credit for, but Leatherwood, they choose to move on from him very quickly, as you alluded to, the Bears pick him up, but I think this is not a bad addition. Maybe just the, the change of scenery helps him immensely. In term, Sorry, go ahead. No, Kelamont also, by the way, is going to go to the Bears, too. So I think the Brown, he's going to the Browns. Oh, the Browns. He's going yeah. to the Browns. I'm sorry. So they, they got rid of the chosen one, Josh Rosen. I mean, how many chances? But it looks like he, it, it, right now, his service is no longer required in Cleveland, and Kelamon will go there. So, again, these are, these are smaller moves. But the reason why I bring them up, Amal, and certainly in win totals, I look at overall depth of a roster, and yeah. certainly in the quarterback room, because one thing we've learned, quarterbacks don't normally play all 17. You're going to get to a backup scenario at some point. And if you recall, and I know you do, it wasn't that long ago that NFL teams and GMs started the new trend of just carrying two yeah. quarterbacks on the active 53. Is that changing now? Are we going back to three because quarterbacks just don't stay healthy? No, I, I think the thing with Ian Book going to the Eagles is, first of all, they don't really have any quarterbacks, so they figure we can't be any worse. Oh, wow. You like Jalen Hurts, really? I thought he was a poor man's Dak Prescott, very poor man's, coming out of, uh, out of Oklahoma, right? Because I looked at Dak Prescott, fourth-round pick for those that don't recall, coming out of Mississippi State. And Tony Romo, by the way, was still on the roster then. And he was just an insurance policy. We'll see if he makes the roster type guy. And then Romo goes out in that preseason, never plays again in earnest, comes back healthy but couldn't really play again. And Dak takes over the job. Now, Jalen Hurts has some similar skills to what Dak Prescott presented coming out of Mississippi State, i.e. can use his legs and get on the move. They have given him everything, like Dak had when he walked into Dallas, a really good situation. This is tailor-made for success for Jalen Hurts. It's all going to be incumbent upon him. Well, a few things. First of all, I think 
Dak is, to me, he's like a Kirk Cousins quarterback with a little bit more mobility, solid, makes some plays, can win you some games, but I don't think he's the guy that can get you over the top. Mm. Jalen Hurts, to me, is a guy who's got tremendous mobility, top three uh, quarterbacks, maybe top five in mobility. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson are two guys I'd put ahead of him, but I think he's right up there in terms of his movement. Um, his accuracy, to me, still leaves a lot to be desired, inaccurate, uh, inconsistent in that area. I, I just am not a big fan of his. And you mentioned, I love the Dak comparison in the sense that everything on that offense with the offensive line, the running game, the receivers, everything was there for Dak. Oh, back then, they had a healthy offensive line. A- absolutely. And I look at Philadelphia. I think they've got a men's town around him. You go get A.J. Brown from Tennessee. Uh, you, you've got Sanders. I, I think they've got some players around him. But um, Devontae Smith... But to me, the one deficiency remains with Philadelphia is the quarterback play. If you've got two minutes and 75 yards to go and you've got to get a touchdown, is Jalen Hurts the guy that's going to be able to do it when that field compresses and you get inside the 25-yard line? I just don't believe he is. I don't believe you get to the National Football League and become a more accurate passer. When you play – Josh Allen did. Like, he's the exception to the rule. You're exactly right. Normally, quarterbacks don't get more accurate. Josh Allen was very inaccurate and somehow has become more accurate. I don't know if that's Brian Daybold or if that's the the maturation process, but that's what has to happen, but it is rare. Well, hold on. I'd like to counter that with a couple of points real quick. When you look at Craig Bowles' teams at Wyoming, They've never had good offense. They put up six points against Brett Bielema's <laughs> team the other day, okay? Uh, right now with the five guys we've got in studio here, Kelly Bidlin on the offensive line, <laughs> Jen's on the wide receiver position, Sean at quarterback. We got a chance to at least Sean's get seven. playing quarterback? I don't know. Listen, yeah, I'm just whoa. saying we got a chance to at least get seven points against Man. Illinois. Wyoming has not had a good offense in a decade plus. Josh Allen had to throw guys open that couldn't get open. I still think he had the talent and the ability. His accuracy at times might have been there, but I think the lack of offensive line play, the lack of talent around him. Jalen Hurts. Hurts played at two of the five premier programs in the last decade in college football in Oklahoma and Alabama. I'm going to tell you right now, I can hit guys at Oklahoma they're that wide open. We're going to continue this conversation. By the way, shots fired at Sean. I'm sure he – It wasn't a fun. That was a compliment. It was. Yeah, yeah. No, he can play quarterback. Uh, when we come back, I want to continue that conversation. Plus, do you see the numbers have changed again on the Eagles and the NFCs? We'll discuss. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber to get our comprehensive college and pro football betting guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discount at $175. You can receive both guides and full access to everything we do at VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer to help up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. This is VEASAN Big Bets. And we were talking a little bit about the Eagles. Right. And I thought that when I fired, we talk about hold or fire a lot in this program, that when I fired on the Cowboys at plus $1.40, Two weeks ago. I got the best of the number. Wrong. The number has gone up. Now the Cowboys are plus $1.50 to win the NFC East, tied with the Eagles. Look, there are significant line moves that we're going to chart every offseason until you get to week one. But my goodness, the Eagles were as high as 3-1 to one to win this division, and then the draft happened, then the A.J. Brown dra- uh, trade happened, and now you look at the injuries of Tyron Smith and the offensive line. I never thought that you and I will be sitting here 11 days away from the big first Sunday of the NFL season talking about the Eagles and the Cowboys in a dead heat in the betting market. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised by this too, but I think the Tyron Smith oh my. Uh, injury is a huge impact on this uh, Dallas Cowboys offense in terms of what they're able to do because this is a guy who's a future Hall of Famer. I mean, uh, what has he been to? About eight Pro Bowls, six All Pro. Can you put him in the Hall of Fame? Because I'm with you on that, by the way. But he's just never healthy anymore. It's like a Joe Jacoby for old-timers like myself in Washington, D.C. Great left tackle, but didn't stay healthy enough, and he's not in the Hall. Yeah, but to me, when a guy like Terrell Davis gets in based on four seasons, a guy who's been a four-time All-Pro, I said six, I was wrong, four-time All-Pro, eight Pro Bowls, and NFL All-Decades team, Tyron Smith is going to Canton. Okay. I, look, Joe Jacoby, by the way, won three with the Hogs in, in that famed D.C. team, and he's somehow not in. I'm with you on that. If you put TD in, and you should, uh, I think you should look at that as well. But when you do look at the Eagles here and the Cowboys, 
I had Doc Walker on, again, former uh, Super Bowl champion with DC. And I said, is this a two-horse race in the division? And he, he flat out laughed at me. He's like, look, you know, like, I, I'm not saying the commanders and now the Brian Robinson story has taken a completely different turn. We'll find out when he might be available. He's going to be a key cog of that machine. And then if you like Brian Dable, at first year, we talked about Josh Allen increase, increasing his accuracy. Maybe he can do wonders with Danny Dimes in year one. Is this a... One horse, two horse, three horse, four horse race in the East. It's a two horse race, and it's the two teams at the top, and it's Dallas and Philadelphia. I have a lot of question marks and concerns about Washington with Carson Wentz at quarterback. I'm not a believer in him. I think Washington's the team you're going to have the opportunity to fade if you're getting in Survivor. I think Washington's the team you're going to want to take early on. I think probably somewhere in the first five or six weeks, depending on the schedule. I don't believe in them. I don't believe in the Giants. I think when you look at these two teams in the NFC East, they are, there is a point of demarcation there between two and three, and it is not even close. You're going to follow off a cliff there. By the way, the uh, Commanders are three-point favorites at home week one against Jag- the Jaguars. By the way, there will not be a home field advantage in that game. We have apparently breaking news. We need some sort of animation. I need either There you go. What is the breaking news? And I believe it does involve those Fly Eagles fly. Yeah, I was going to say breaking news with Kelly Bidlin and Josh Towers, but then Josh stepped away. Yeah, Jalen Rager on the move. Traded to the Vikings. So he will be out. And Vikings take him in. That is for a 2023 seventh-round pick. Conditional 2024 fourth-rounder in return. And now he was also a first-round pick not too many moons ago there in Philadelphia. That wide receiver room, that I think what Kelly just brought to the table, if you really dive deep on it, shows you how deep they are now at receiver. For a, it feels like ever, they couldn't get right at receiver, right? Uh, Ortega Whiteside didn't work out there. Uh, Drafting him out of Stanford. You try to make a big move here. Now you have to trade away one of your high draft picks from a couple years ago. What do you make of this move? I think it's a great move for Minnesota, giving up a seventh-round pick and a potential fourth in the uh, 2024 draft. Jalen Rager's got tremendous speed. From He came out of TCU. I was a little bit surprised when he got drafted in the first round, but I think the fact that he could fly is what interested them. Look, Cousins is not a guy who's, in my opinion, going to throw a ton of deep balls. They already have Jefferson. But when you factor in you're going to play with Jefferson and Thielen, mm. Uh, that's an upgrade than what you have in Philadelphia. And I know everybody likes A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, but they're not even close in my book to Thielen and Jefferson. So I think for Jalen Rager, this is a huge win-win situation. I think um, from Philadelphia's point of view, moving on from him is not the worst thing in the world. But just quickly getting back to this, these two teams from a betting standpoint. Yep. Look, everybody's been betting Philadelphia. I get it. But to me, I still think Dallas is a team to dethrone. Are you sold on Philadelphia's defense? Are they good enough to be Mm. where they're going to slow everyone down? I think if you're Dallas and you're Philly, your goal during the regular season in the division is to go 5-1, and where the difference is is Philadelphia's schedule is easier than Dallas's. Dallas opens with uh, the Super Bowl (laughs) champion from two years ago and then their Super Bowl runner-up from last year in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, But if they were to win those two games, which are both at home, they got a great opportunity to get things going in the right direction. Something you and I talked about uh, after the program yesterday, which I think is a really good way and a smart way to kind of break down either season win totals. Remember, these are adjusted as the season goes along. So if you think those Cowboys might get off on the wrong foot, to your point, whether they go one and one against the Bucs and split it with the Bengals, uh, 0-2 perhaps, right, then maybe that would be the time to hop in on that market. To that end, at DraftKings right now, the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. Okay, this is a 12-win team a year ago. Mm-hmm. And look at where the win total is now, 10. Yeah. So I think the betting market's telling you we're, we're expecting regression. 
to flat out miss the playoffs uh, for the Cowboys, well, you can get some pretty good plus money there, plus a dollar sixty. You got to lay two dollars if you think they're going to make the playoffs. I would lay the two dollars. There are nine teams in the NFC capable of getting the seven spots. Two in the NFC East, which we mentioned. In the NFC North, two teams, Green Bay and Minnesota. In the, in the NFC South, uh, Tampa and uh, New Orleans. And then in the NFC West, uh, the Rams, San Francisco, and uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, I, I like Dallas at that minus $2 price. I don't know if they're definitively going to win the division. I think that's a toss-up, but I don't think they're going to be held out of the playoffs. I think this team's still got enough talent. I think even though Tyron Smith is out, they're going to have to run the ball. Prescott, again, I, I've said I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's still somewhere between 8 and 15 in terms of quarterbacks no in the league. So he can get things done for you. Uh, the schedule's pretty good. It's not the worst schedule in the world. They have those two tough openers. Then they've got two road games, I think, at the Rams and the Eagles. Uh, then you come back with the Lions and Bears at home. You've got to buy before you go to Green Bay. I, I don't know. I, I think this team's in a pretty good position. Well, again, I, I did play the Cowboys plus $1.40 to win the division. And the rationale there is – they might not hit the win total if you're betting that, right, at 10 to get the over. But you might – 10 wins might win you the division because you made a great point. The Cowboys, by the way, were 6-0 and in the NFC East a year ago, Yeah. right? So we, I, we collectively don't expect to sweep the Eagles again. I think that's what the betting market's telling you by where the numbers have moved with, with Philadelphia, right? But if you can go 5-1. and one, if you still beat the Commanders twice, it's not easy to do, and beat the Giants twice, split with the Eagles, that should be good enough, theoretically, to win the division. So your point about either Philly or Dallas being the goal, forget about wins. The goal should be to go 5-1 in the division if you're either one of those two teams, and you're probably going to win that division. Yeah, and I think the one slight advantage that Dallas has is they play the Eagles at home in the third-to-last game of the regular season. And the reason why I say that's an edge is if you're in a game-behind, tied, or a game-ahead scenario, you'd prefer that game to be at, at home as you get later in the season. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps Dallas. And then they close out against the Commanders in Washington in the final game of the regular season. There's a strong probability – that team is already looking towards the offseason by the time we get to mid-October. Forget when we get into January. There will be more Cowboy fans in the stands for that game than there will be commanders. Why do I know that? I live there. And so for almost two decades, the second largest contingent of Cowboy fans resides in Washington, D.C. Those are truths that people in D.C. don't like to hear. But it is, in fact, fact. Uh, by the way, if you want to get us, get at us during this show, during the two hours daily, uh, you can hit us up at VEASAN Live. I am D. Ross Sports. He is Amal Shaw One. You're not big on the Twitter machine. I, well, no, I'm not as big as you. I mean, no, no, you're pretty... I, I, I am bombastic on that. <laughs> I like to say what's on my mind. But, you know, they can get you in trouble these days, too. So you're probably a smarter man than I am. I, if I said what's on my mind, I'd be NFL. <laughs> so you feel free to get at us there uh, throughout the couple hours. When we come back, uh, we are going to check in with Steve Mackinac. And what we're going to try to do here, Maul, uh, when we have some of our guys, our VEASAN guys, and by the way, Steve's numbers are absolutely fantastic uh, as an editor here at VEASAN. We're going to take deep dives into systems, right, to really help make you a smarter, better. And don't necessarily look at it as a game-in, game-out scenario, but an overall system uh, that might be able to make you profitable as we go through the college and football season. So we are going to have Steve Mackinan uh, joining us next. We're going to dive deep into college football, which I know you can't wait for because week one is officially upon us starting tomorrow with West Virginia 
and Pittsburgh. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, Steve Macklin is here. And later on in the program, we'll also have Adam Burke joining the program as well. Come on back. It is VEASAN's Big Bets, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of VEASAN Big Bets is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve a lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's time, time, timeline rather, is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Zinn.com. Warning this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. This is VEASAN Big Bets. And I want to give a shout out to Ian McDonald, who got us yeah. at us on the Twitter machine. And he did say this. We were talking about the maturation process, right, for what happened with Josh Allen. And he said it was neither Dable or maturation. It was his work ethic with Jordan Palmer in the summer after his second season that, that the league did uh, did mark the most improvement in his third year. That is true. By the way, got to know Jordan Palmer very well. Does outstanding job with young quarterbacks in the league. We'll have to have him on the show sometime. But that there was a significant change after the work with uh, with my guy Jordan Palmer. Jordan couldn't do a little bit more work with Carson? This is bro, man. <laughs> I, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just asking the question. You know, it's so funny because you look at Jordan. Like, he got the, the Cardinals to an NFC title game, right? Year one. With uh, Bruce Arians, listen, and then he had the—I uh, think it was an Achilles, and that was—that was that. I, I, he was a really good quarterback. Really great, yeah, you know what the problem is? We judge if you've won Super Bowls or had a Hall of Fame career. It's that's like it. if you won a national championship, and, and I don't think that's necessarily always fair. Now I think you're exactly right. I'm going to bring in our guy Steve Mackinnon. Now you can follow him on Twitter as I do at Steve Mackinnon, our recent editor. I'm going to take a deep dive with Steve on his stability system to begin this conversation. First of all, Steve, great to have you on the program. And uh, second of all, how pumped up are is everybody in your neck of the woods there? Because you got Bucky Badger getting ready to go, and of course the Packers in what, about 11 days in your neck of the woods? Oh, hey, Dave, uh, thanks for having me on. Great to be with you and continue our Wednesday uh, talks here. And I'm all, uh, very happy to be on with you again. It's been a while since we've talked, but uh, I apologize. I just got out. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you guys on the show. Hey, thanks, Steve. Let's get right to it with your your systems because I talk about this on just about any show I've been on here in the network. You, your numbers are fantastic, and you have a stability scoring system that you have. Explain what it is and what you're looking for, and what a better can take away from it. Well, it's a quantitative measure of a team's stability heading into each uh, season in college football. What I look for is uh, whether or not they have a returning head coach, uh, returning coordinators on both sides of the ball, returning starting quarterback, and then the amount of returning starters overall they have. I use different scales for each of those areas, and I come up with what, what accounts to a, a cumulative score that would, uh, if you want to call it, quantify each team's stability. Now, when there is a difference of eight, or more in my stability chart between two teams, I consider that a stability mismatch and it qualifies as one of my system plays. 
Ooh, I like that. Love the way you break it down and just kind of want to give people an overview very quickly. The head coach, four points. Uh, OCDC returning three points each. Returning starting quarterback, four points. Now, in terms of returning starters for you, um, Steve, is there a particular area that you might assign more value, like an offensive line? Perfect example, tomorrow between West, Vir- West Virginia and Pittsburgh, both teams retire- return their entire offensive lines. Um, or you look at, say, maybe linebackers and not as much of a concern, or is it equal across the board? Well, you know, Amal, obviously that's an extremely important factor, and I never want to limit my own the way I convey something to the customer because obviously, from the way you're looking at this, you you're going to find some value if a team has a full off set of offensive linemen back. Now, we all know there's different uh, positions on the field that are more important, and I and I urge each handicapper who's using the system to consider that when they're finalizing play. Absolutely. Steve, let me ask you a question here because I, I don't know if I found a loophole yeah. in the system. Because you say the, the biggest uh, numbers you're looking for are quarterbacks for, head coaches for. What about, say, a situation with what we have with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams as they now move to USC? How does that factor in? Even though they have stability, they're at a new place and destination. Well, the only way I thought of considering is, is to uh, look at them as new Okay. okay. Until, until we have more evidence and uh, like, if you want to say data from this transfer portal and how it affects these teams, it's probably going to take another couple of years to really define that. Uh, I think we got to go as if they are uh, fresh faces. Uh, and again, this is all information you can find in the uh, college football betting guide that's out now, and also the pro football betting guide, which is also out. But but Amal, that's why I find it so so hard to look at SC yeah. because you do have transfers i.e. a quarterback and Steve's number one, you know, ranked system play there along with the head coach, both four points. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great point you bring up about USC. My concern with the Trojans guys is the offensive and defensive line play. Five and seven team last year, and they they absolutely got. I mean, yes. what they give up? Only they only give up sixty two to UCLA. <laughs> but I think the Bruins ran out of time. They might have scored more points. But uh, when you look at Steve, big picture view of college football right now, I see Alabama and Ohio State clearly is one and two, and Georgia, who's ranked number three. I believe Georgia's closer to number eight or nine than anybody else is to two. How do you see these two teams at the top compared to everybody else behind them? Well, I wouldn't go so far as you as to put Georgia that lowly, but but I do agree with you on Alabama and Ohio State, and I think I, I was talking about this with my son, actually, the other day, and I, I think that this is going to come to a situation where odds makers are going to put Alabama and Ohio State in very difficult positions to have to cover games. And I think it's already started here uh, with the 42-point the number with Alabama against Utah State and the 17 against the uh, for Ohio State against a, what figures to be a pretty competitive and good Notre Dame team. So uh, I think it's going to take a lot of courageous effort for, for people to be back in these big numbers, but the teams certainly warrant that type of respect at this point. Steve, will be extremely complimentary to you when we talk about the Green Bay Packers and the great quarterback <laughs> player of Aaron Rodgers. But outside of that one Rose Bowl year where you guys lost to TCU, I want to ask you about Bucky Badger. It's going on about four centuries since you guys have had a competent quarterback oh, there. Uh, I still look at this team. Uh, they've got good coaching. I like Paul Christ. I think they're always very solid. The running game is solid. Braylon Allen, to me, is criminally underrated in terms of how good of a player he is. What are your expectations for Wisconsin and the Big Ten West? Are they still, in your point of view, the team to beat in the West? Well, I tell you what, the 
the history of Wisconsin football, about probably since maybe 2000, is if there's low expectations, they usually fare well. If there's high expectations, they usually fall on their face. Um, not to a point where they're not making bowl games, but to the point where they're a four or five loss type of team and basically underperforming. Now, uh, I I have a maybe a, a sort of an unpopular opinion about the quarterbacks at Wisconsin as compared to the rest of the team. I think what where they've come up short here is playmaking uh, players at the wide receiver and tight end positions. Jake Ferguson, yeah, decent player, but uh, as far as the wideouts go. It's really dropped a lot over the course of the last decade, and I think it's really maybe drawn people into the fact that this team is not an offensive team. I mean, they, they don't score a lot of points. They don't make a lot of big plays at the receiver position, and I think it has hurt them overall offensively. Continuing our deep dive with Steve Mackadon here, our recent editor. Check out the pro and college football betting guys. They are out now as we speak. Steve, I, I picked up a pro tip at the beginning of this conversation, which was with your system – uh, as we look at your stability system, when you find a variance of eight, that's a game you might be more apt to play. Week one, have you identified any of those teams that might fall in that scale for you? Yeah, so there's 15 games that reach, uh, meet the criteria of, fifth, of eight points. So 15 plays. We had three last week. Uh, those plays went two and one. Of the 15, if we go if we go two out of three, Ooh. fantastic. Okay, but... Uh, uh, you have to kind of handpick the games if you don't maybe this way. I have a few that I, I find to be more preferential than others. One of those is Colorado. Mm. Colorado played Friday night as a home dog. This team's been a very good home dog, 7-2. and two. They have really been maligned by odds makers, by the experts. And TCU is kind of starting over here off the Gary Patterson era where things sort of fell apart. It sounds like there were some locker room issues. He kind of lost control of the program a little bit. They're coming on here as a double-digit favorite, maybe almost a two-touchdown favorite at what figures to be a pretty tough environment. Yeah, I like this point of view. Bring in Sonny Dykes now takes over, just goes across town from the hilltop to Fort Worth. It'll be interesting, guys, to see how effective it can be. Any other games, maybe not necessarily individual games, but when you look at some of the marquee games, uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, and uh, Oregon, uh, Florida, Utah, any of these that kind of fall in under your system, or is it just kind of some maybe some smaller games? No, actually, all three of those games, it's interesting you picked those out. I would add a fourth big game to that uh, as LSU and Florida State on Sunday. Florida State with a stability edge in that game. Utah, stability edge over Florida in that game on Saturday. And then uh, both the big boys, Ohio State and Georgia, with stability edges in those uh, marquee contests. Absolutely amazing numbers. Again, if you want more with a deep dive with uh, guys like Steve Mackin, all you have to do is go to VEASAN.com for our VEASAN Pro subscribers to get all those edges. But I love the fact that you've kind of boiled it down. Eight-point stability factor, that's the key. Hey, Steve, enjoy week one, my friend. Can't wait to talk again next week. Oh, it's going to be fantastic, guys. What a weekend. Woo! Thank you. Football is back. Great to have Steve Magnum back. Uh, let's talk more about the college football slate when we come back here on Visa and Big Bets, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em right now to join all the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 or older, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. Dave Ross and Maul Shaw coming at you. It is VEASAN Big Bets. And let's take a look. I cannot believe it. The Backyard Brawl. Mm -hmm. What is that? About 30 hours away. We're getting close to kick for West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Of course, these are old Big East rivals. Two teams that downright don't like each other. Uh, We'll get to that one as well because you've got a couple games that you've identified. Let's start there, though, uh, with number 17 Pittsburgh against WVU. Now, we know... This is kind of all new, it feels like, for West Virginia, certainly at the quarterback position, and also with Keaton Slovis now at Pittsburgh and a new OC as Mark Whipple is now at Nebraska. 
How do you handicap these things, Amal, when you have so much change at both either the coordinator position, the quarterback position, which are certainly keys in college football? Uh, you know, to me, the big thing is I like to look at offensive line, quarterback returning. I, I'm a big fan if you've got a quarterback. Now, they got to be competent. They can't just be a quarterback returning. There's some teams you'll look at in college football. You go, boy, I wish they had somebody else playing quarterback. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be crucial. But when you look at both these guys, JT Daniels at West Virginia, Keaton Slovis at Pittsburgh, both have enough experience, so no concerns there. But the big advantage is both teams have offensive lines returning. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh was appreciably better than West Virginia. When the Mountaineers' offense got bogged down last year, it was Letty Brown, who I was a big fan of, they were relying on him to run the ball. In terms of this year, I think Tony Mathis is going to be the guy. It remains to be seen. But, but I have to tell you, Neil Brown, since he took over this program a few years ago, they just, I mean, it's like a flat line. Yeah. I mean, there's not nothing a lot of buzz. Not a lot of, no, nothing going great in that uh, program right now. Important game for both teams to get off to a fast start. I think for Pittsburgh, it'll give you a little bit of confidence, particularly if Slovis plays well. Not going to get involved in this game day, but I, I will wait and see. Maybe there's an opportunity like um, the Utah State-Connecticut game where Utah State at one point on the end play was minus six and a half, and they covered the number against UConn. So a lot of opportunities to get a better number potentially as the game progresses, uh, if you like that one. But for me, it's going to really come down to how does this Pittsburgh offense fare? West Virginia, just three returning starters defensively, not a great defensive team. Uh, Pittsburgh should be able to win this game, particularly at home, but it remains to be seen if they do. Okay, I want to get back to the quarterbacks very quickly in this mm -hmm. one because all I was told last year was Georgia can't win the national championship with Stetson Bennett. you got to make a QB change, right? Well, the QB change has happened. Stetson Bennett's still in Georgia, and now we've got to transfer to West Virginia. Keaton Slovis, I don't know what the hell happened at SC, but it didn't end well. And now he goes to Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett exited stage left for the NFL, but so did Mark Whipple. So what do you make of these two quarterbacks? Because it feels like were they both – I don't know, overvalued as to where they were at SC and at Georgia. And now they go, no disrespect to Pittsburgh and West Virginia, but you're not in the spotlight now like you were at Georgia and SC. I always love when someone says no disrespect. But and you know they're, about to of... they're about to disrespect it. But the reality <laughs> of it is, look, all three guys here, and I say three guys including Jackson Dart, who was transferred to Ole Miss, yeah. have been impacted by transfers or injury. We see Keaton Slovis get hurt. Jackson Dart takes over. He looks like he's going to be the guy. Okay, time to move on for Keaton Slovis. He goes to Pittsburgh. And then you had initially um, JT Daniels. He gets hurt. And remember, he played high school ball at modern day with Amon Ross St. Brown. They look like they were going to be a great tandem for years to come in college football. The injury kind of forces him to move to Georgia. He can't unseat Stetson Bennett. And they all go on and win the national title. Mm. Look, if Jamison Williams and John Mechie are not hurt, I don't know if they necessarily win the national title, but it was Georgia's defense. Make no mistake about it. It was the running game with Cook and White combined with you had uh, Burton on the outside and Bowers at tight end along with that elite, elite defense, one of the best defenses I've ever seen. That was the key. Now, can JT Daniels do it here? He's got an opportunity in Morgantown. Just go out there and sling it. If he wants to play in the league or if he's going to have an opportunity even to get a look, just go out there and throw the ball and see what you can do. You're already picking up what I'm putting down because what I wanted to ask you was, I like to bet on pros, yeah. uh, pro quarterbacks at the college level. Are either one of these guys right now next-level quarterbacks? Because we thought they were locks to be those guys, and now, as we mentioned, they transfer out to, quote-unquote, lesser football programs. Either one of these guys, the better of the two, who, who would you bet on just from a quarterback position that you would feel safer about? I would go with Keaton Slovis. Mm. 
Uh, JT Daniels, I think there's just been a lack of confidence after the injury. I thought he was good uh, his first year there at USC, but then the injury kind of set him back, and then Slovis takes over, is a little bit more consistent, uh, and then at Georgia it didn't work out. So I would give a slight edge to Keaton Slovis there. But I think both these guys, we're talking razor-thin margins in terms of differential and what they could potentially do long-term. I think they both have an opportunity with good upside. I, I like Jackson Dart better than both these guys who's now at Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, and by the way, everyone's on the Caleb Williams hype train. You know, aside from that second half against uh, Texas. Well, that's all you need, right? To, to, a star is born. You do it in whatever they're calling the right. rivalry these days because they switch the name every year. You know, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but you'll get used to me doing that. <laughs> the reality of it is Alex Grinch can't coach defense. Oh. He is so overrated. It's unbelievable. It's criminal. And SC thinks, oh, we got this great guy, and Lincoln Riley brought him to Norman. He brought him to, uh, to Los Angeles. Look, Caleb Williams is going to have to do some stuff. It's going to come down to the SC offensive line. Watch out for Jackson Dart. If you're looking at – if some people play collegiate football fantasy, but from a betting standpoint, Matt Corral was incredibly tough for Ole Miss. His, uh, his uh, mobility along with his durability yeah. was a key for them. I don't think you're going to see a precipitous drop-off with Ole Miss and the way Lane Kiffin calls plays with Jackson Dart. Pittsburgh, pay attention in terms of game one how Keaton Slovis plays – if the receiver position can step up for the Panthers, they got a chance to potentially not knock off Clemson this year, but Whoa. make some noise in the ACC. Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, it's a great name for a quarterback, Jackson Dart. Yeah. So let's see if he can throw some darts down there uh, for Lane and company at Ole Miss. Penn State and Purdue, this is one of those games where I kind of look at early in the year and I go, well, Penn State's favorite on the road against the Boilers. Um, really couldn't run the ball at all last year in Happy Valley. So what's the identity of Penn State? This number has gone from three to three, three and a half now. The total also at 53. Sometimes it feels like Purdue once a year, when they're a home dog, they just whack whoever comes in there. I don't know what you're looking at this way, but what type of game do you think we're going to see, or at least offense from Penn State? Yeah, that's the big question, Mark. Sean Clifford back under center for this team. I thought Sean, uh, Jahan Dotson was criminally underutilized yeah. at Penn State last year. I just don't think with the lack of consistent running game that Penn State didn't have and the quarterback play being spotty at times, I think with Aiden O'Connell back under center for Purdue, mm -hmm. this is a team with nine defensive starters back. They had a pretty good year last year when you look at them, Dave. I think they were, what, nine and four overall, somewhere in that range. This was a good football team. I think they've got some good upside here. Um, I would look at the home dog, but again, I have not played either of these games we talked about early on. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of taking a wait-and-see approach in the early part of the season on some of these games until I get an idea or a feel for some teams that I may not have as much, let's say, confidence in. I think it's a smart way to look at it, and it's certainly a pro tip, if you will. If you're not exactly sure the identity of some of these college football teams early, you can certainly watch first half and maybe get an in-game or just wait a week and really get your own synopsis of what you think these teams are going to look at. Uh, look like. Very quickly, uh, Central Michigan against Oklahoma State. We know last year when you talked about the Cowboys, you talked defense. Well, now that D.C. is gone and he's at Ohio State, can we still say the same for Mike G Gundy? I'm a man. I'm 40. Are they still relying on defense there in Stillwater? Yeah, Derek Mason takes over as the defensive coordinator. If that name's familiar to you, former head coach at Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, 
look, I have question marks about Mason. I'm not particularly a big fan of his. When you look at Spencer Sanders under center for this team, I thought he was a little bit inconsistent. Not as good as some of the guys we've seen in Stillwater in the past. 20 touchdowns, 12 INTs. Not the kind of ratio you want from a Mike Gundy-led offense. Generally speaking, these are some teams that have been able to put up numbers and points in the past. Mm -hmm. In this particular matchup, what are they laying? 22 or 23 in this one against uh, uh, Central Michigan? It's a big number. It is a big number here. I'm not a big fan of this Chips offense overall. They lose Pimpleton. Remember, if you watched um, Hard Knocks, he's been on there with the Lions. Yes. Tremendous wide receiver and then returner and in, in punt and kickoff for Central Michigan. Lou Nichols back at tailback was effective, but this is going to be a challenge here. Not going to get involved in this game. CMU, though, uh, I think they won the Hail Mary game here in Oklahoma State uh, several years ago, which they came from behind. Uh, again, this is a game where I'm hoping Central jumps out 14 nothing, and then all of a sudden you get Oklahoma State somewhere around 7.6.5 or something on the end game, mm. maybe take an opportunity there. But the Cowboys have to show it and prove it to me. I, I think Boomer Sooner, no disrespect, I know people in Stillwater don't want to hear this, but that team in Norman is going to be the team to beat in the league. Um, spoiler alert. I, I, don't, I hate to be that guy. Like If you go to see a movie you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to no. tell you the ending. Pimpleton got cut. By the Lions. And I know it's coming out next week in Hard Knocks. Just got to tell you. I got to tell you, it happened. It's, you can read about it. Uh, and by the way, uh, very quickly, hour number one, I thought a great pro tip, Amal, that you gave out, certainly in our conversation with the Eagles and the Cowboys. You can wait, people, on these win totals. See what happens in week one, especially if you think, ah, oh, the Cowboys could lose to the Bucks. Maybe hop in when you get a better price point in week number two. When we come back for hour number two here on Best Bets, uh, we're going to tease me a little bit. VEASAN Big Bets coming right on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.